The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie Thursday morning, the 2nd of July. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. Helen McEntee is 34 years of age, a native of County Meath and a prominent politician. Her political career began by working as an assistant to her late father, Shane McEntee, in 2010, just 10 years ago. She became a TD herself in 2013 when she won a by-election, taking the McEntee seat, re-elected in 2016 and again this year. She has been the Minister with Responsibility for Older People and and Mental Health and the Minister for European Affairs. The rise and rise of McEntee continued this week when she was elevated from the position of Junior Minister to take a full Senior Cabinet position, being appointed the Minister for Justice. And the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, is on the line. Good morning to you, Minister, and congratulations to you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us uh, this morning. Uh, tell us uh, about uh, your new position. It's a, a very senior, senior position you're taking in uh, the Cabinet. Maybe uh, you'd begin this morning by telling us uh, about your hopes and aspirations. Well, look, as you've outlined, it's um, it's an absolute honour to be appointed to Cabinet and, and certainly to this position. Um, I'm under no illusions that this will be a challenge, but certainly something that I'm looking forward to. And what I've been doing for the last week since, since Saturday and, and since um, we received our seal is meeting with my department, meeting with teams, um, and I suppose getting to grips with exactly what uh, the remit of this department is, but also making sure that our programme for government, the commitments in it, and my own priorities, that, that we're working on those and, and setting out our own timelines, our, our goals and our objectives. Um, and if you look at the Department of Justice, it's a department that covers a huge range of areas, but you could maybe split it into to three sections. You have security issues, which range, you know, in, in size and scale. You have criminal justice and you have civil justice. So everything from Ungarda to Yacana, um, and obviously I'm, I'm looking forward to, to working with our local Gardaí, but also at a national level as well with the commissioner. Uh, you have crime and, and criminal trials. You have the whole area of prisons. Within that, rehabilitation, parole boards, uh, and also youth justice. Um, looking then at the civil side, uh, again, you have access to justice, our courts, uh, the issue of migration and immigration, uh, and then a whole section around equality and integration. Now, what's different in this government, I suppose, is that there have been changes to a number of departments. There have been movements. So the area of uh, equality and integration is now moving into a new department uh, with my Green Party colleague, um, Roger O'Gorman, where he will work with children and disability as well. But and will take responsibility for direct provision. We'll take responsibility for the implementation of, of direct provision, yes, but I, I, I would assume and, and I um, will, will be meeting with Roderick in the early next week that we will continue to work together because the area of immigration, migration, visas um, and, and I suppose that whole part of, of justice will stay within my department. So while the provision of services will move to his department, I do believe that we will be working closely because when you look at all of the areas I've just outlined, there is a huge level of crossover, uh, you know, when it comes to equality, when it comes to work that's already been done by so many of the officials in the department. Um, but I'm, you know, mm. I'm really looking forward to this. It's, you know, there's a huge amount of reform that has been undertaken so far 
particularly when it comes to our Gardaí when it comes to various legislation around our courts, our prison services. And what I want to do is, is continue the work from my former colleague, Charlie Flanagan, but also hopefully, you know, identify a number of areas that would be a priority for me um, and, and, you know, get working on them as quickly okay. as possible. And what condition is your department in uh, financially? Uh, you have a, a budget of uh, just under 3 billion, about 2.7 billion euro, I think. Uh, will that be uh, enough to do the department through the year? Well, look, we, we will have revised estimates um, in the coming weeks. I think every single department has been impacted by COVID and certainly what I've come to learn this week, I've had quite a number of briefings with my colleagues and, and with the Secretary General, uh, is that there have been implications across the board because of COVID. Um, and what we will all do as ministers or departments is to sit down and look at how this has impacted our department. Um, but also we're now getting very close to October, which mm. is where we set out our budget for next year. So that's a huge amount of work that will be done. I mean, we've seen the department just even, uh, I was looking at, at the, the increased funding for Angarda Siakon and there was an increase in funding of 26% mm. um, for this year alone. But of course, we know our Gardaí have played an integral part of COVID-19. But that extra spending is set to continue, is it not, Minister? And uh, it, it means, like every government department, that uh, you've got a, a budgeting problem uh, because uh, before you recruit another guard or buy a motor car or refurbish a courthouse, uh, you've got all of those outgoings uh, because of the coronavirus and the demands that it puts on you, uh, which is going to make uh, your ability uh, to grow the work of department, uh, isn't it, uh, very difficult? Well, I suppose what I need to do and what I will be doing in the coming weeks is sitting down with our Minister for Finance, um, Pascal Donoghue, who is continuing in that role, uh, with Michael McGrath, Minister for Public Expenditure, looking, our de- looking at our department, the overall figures, what it is that we need to support us through COVID, but mm. also for the rest of the year. And, you know, this is a commitment, you know, not just looking at my own brief, but looking at this new government. We have said that we will try and support uh, where we can through borrowing. And that's something that we can do that we couldn't maybe do 10 years ago, that we will try and get as many people back to work as possible. So what that about training? What, 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 in a what, much better place. What about training? What about guard training? A, a lot of uh, the guards were in Templemore for a week of training uh, before they were deployed to guard the stations as a result of uh, the pandemic and uh, the strain that was being put on the force. What will happen to those guards? Well, I have to meet with the commissioner in the next week. I spoke to him on the phone this week and what I will do is talk to him about his priorities, uh, specifically around these issues, um, about how we can continue to implement what is a, a massive programme of reform for our Garda Siakana. The, the Commission on the Future of Policing uh, was published recently where we have a huge number of recommendations and that includes, um, I suppose, okay. further training of Garda, how we can implement a community-based Garda Siakana and, and how we can ensure that they are working with all elements of our society. So that would but be do you hope to get Templemore back up and running at full steam and to recruit more Gardaí than uh, would have been previously the case? Because I think you were telling the Meath Chronicle this week uh, that there'll be more Gardaí for County Meath. Well, what I've said in the Chronicle this week is that I want to ensure that we are as resourced as we can be and, and certainly as part of that it will be meeting with our Chief Super uh, and again I'll be doing that in the next week. And will you be directing him? No, and, and this is what I was just going mm. to say. This is about understanding what his requirements are, what his needs are. So it's okay. not about me saying... But, but that will be the decision of the Guard Commissioner, won't it? 
Absolutely, and, okay. and again, this comes so, back to working with the so commissioner, but understanding you, you, their you, priorities. You, you, you can't guarantee more Gardaí for County Meath, can you, Minister? Well, what I said is I want to make sure that we are adequately resourced. So mm. that's my understanding of what is it that the Gardaí need. That's not me saying this is what you need, this mm. is the numbers you okay. need. What Did, I want to understand I, is exactly oh, what we need in Meath and in Louth, because obviously we work very closely. And in, Ke- and in Kerry and anywhere else for that matter, uh, I'm sure. And I just want to clarify the issue because uh, it's curious uh, to think uh, that the new Minister for Education is going to be the Minister for Kerry. Uh, she's been telling the Kerry man that she's going to be the Minister for Kerry. Uh, and I was hoping uh, that uh, Helen McEntee wasn't telling the Meath Chronicle that she was going to be the Minister for Meath by saying that there'd be extra Gardaí for Meath. No, I certainly was not. And, and what I was asked was a number of questions about my priorities for the department and this country. Mm. But I was also asked specific questions about Meath. So, I mean, look, um, I was asked about Meath and what I would like to see for Meath mm. separate to other questions. And my answer was I would like to see uh, that we have a, a garbage economy that is mm. resourced as well as it but can you, be. But you, you wouldn't be pushing Meath over other parts of the country, Minister, would you? Well, I, I was asked a question about my own county, and certainly I want to make sure that we are resourced. But my overall objective. Okay, but just is to, just, just to sure quote Norma Foley. Just to quote Norma Foley, she said, "I'm a minister from Kerry. I was elected by the people of Kerry. I will always work to make sure the interests of Kerry and Tralee are heard at cabinet." Uh, is that the type of, of approach you'd be taking uh, from a Meath perspective? Well, I don't think I've ever taken that approach. It's I a terrible approach, isn't it? It's not the approach that I've ever taken. It's dreadful, though, isn't it? Awful parochial. It's not the approach I've ever taken, Michael, and I don't think you've ever seen me take that approach. I've worked in two different departments. I've worked in mental health and older people, as you Mm. outlined at the beginning. I worked in European affairs. No, but I'm asking you about the approach that Norma Foley is taking. Well, that's, you know, that's up to Norma Foley if that's the approach that she wants to take. But I I would hope and I would assume that she will represent every single school, every single child, everybody who wants and needs access to education in the coming years and and through her term. And in Mm. the same way that I have very clearly, I think, set out um, the number one priority in our programme for government, and that is reforming and implementing the reforms of the future of policing. That obviously applies to every single county. But when I was asked a question about County Meath and what were my priorities through my departments, uh, you know, obviously I want to work with the Chief Super, I want to work with the Commissioner, and I want to know their goals and their objectives. And certainly, as a TD separate to my ministry, I will do everything I can for this constituency, as I always have. But absolutely, I'm a minister for this entire country, and, and that is the approach that I've mm. always taken and, and uh, uh, continue to take. Uh, 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 and it is such a, an important position that I, I'm sure that people in County Meath and in County Kerry and Donegal and across the country will be delighted to hear that. Uh, it's uh, been an interesting week, uh, to say the least. Uh, I think uh, there's... Uh, uh, consensus of sorts uh, that uh, the coalition uh, will last uh, a number of of years despite the rocky start. Well look I I don't think anybody got into this thinking that it would be a short-term government. Um, What people want and need is a long-term government, one that has a majority, one that has an ability to get about what is a very difficult challenge ahead of us, first and foremost, continuing Mm. to protect people, but also implementing uh, measures 
get people back to work and, and in know, that regard I, I suppose yeah. I, I want and, and there's two things there that there's getting people back to work and protecting us from Brexit and obviously to acknowledge yeah. Damien English who is now going to be working in the Department of Business and Enterprise but also uh, Thomas Byrne who's yeah. taking over in my previous role and, and to wish them well and yeah. um, there's a huge amount of work to do and what we need to do now is to work together and, and you know we had yeah. the doll sitting this week it's been a very unusual sitting because it has been in the, the convention centre at Knopf yeah. Uh, in the normal setting, uh, but mm. I think people have come together and, and we are working together. And I think you're right. I, I think people expect it to last. I suppose that's what I was saying to you. Despite the shaky start, I don't think people expected the start to be as shaky as it has been. Well, look, I think it's gone well so far. We've had a, a very active uh, week. As I've yeah. said, it's, it's an unusual setting, but I mean, look... I know, there well, I'm, not talking, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the Convention Centre. I'm talking about what happened outside the Convention Centre. I mean, if you look uh, at your own appointment and uh, the appointment of uh, the government, the Cabinet was appointed on Saturday in the week that face masks became mandatory. Uh, the government then arrives at Dublin Castle, gets off a bus, uh, and just one minister getting off the bus is wearing a mask. And it seems to people that it's a question of do as I say and not as I do. Then there's the internal or international travel uh, fiasco, a complete farce botched by conflicting advice, open for travel, but don't go. It's not safe. Your health is at risk, uh, but you can't cancel and you can't get a refund. Then there was the Derek Leary stuff and the insults to the West. You mentioned Thomas Byrne. Uh, People and me, they're very uh, upset uh, that a a TD who was elected five months ago has taken the job he's been doing for a number of years. 20 junior ministers then, they said, uh, why is that happening during a recession? Uh, It's jobs for the boys, uh, was uh, the retort. Another mess uh, then because Jim O'Callaghan, Michael Moynihan, Joe McHugh, John Paul Phelan are all so insulted that they said they won't bother taking the jobs that have been offered. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, you've not just insulted your government, that is, the Taoiseach, that is, has not just insulted the West and the South East, but now it seems it's Cork as well. How could he have three ministers in Cork and Cork feels that it's been hard done by, not to mention women? Just three junior ministers, five senior ministers, 35 jobs, and out of that, just eight women. Uh, that's before we even start to talk about the schools. Well, that may be your take on it, Michael, but it's certainly not my take on it. Is it it. not factual? Well, no, because the very first point that you made uh, is to suggest that nobody wore masks. I sat on a bus with all of my colleagues, all of whom were given masks. Uh, We wore them in to the point of where we were able to take them off because the convention centre has been set out. But we were all given masks and and we wore them. Um, but again, we going to Dublin Castle uh, on film. Leo Varadkar was the only minister wearing a mask. We wore them to the level or to the to the stage that was appropriate. So we wore them on the buses, and we were told to take them off when we were outside and as we went in. So my my understanding is that we all followed the protocol and did what we were asked to do. And that was the same case when we went to the convention centre. When it comes to the appointment of women, if you look at Fine Gael, the fact that, and, and to congratulate my colleague Regina Doherty, who is now leader of the Shannon, we appointed four of our four um, candidates as uh, or our four Shannon nominees are women. We have three female candidates around the cabinet table. Mm. You know, look, and, and there are really? always going to be disappointments mm. nah, when it comes to these uh, nominations nah, and selections, nah. and I'm not saying there aren't. Of course mm. there are. I have colleagues who, who you know, who mm. were in cabinet and who aren't. I have colleagues who maybe expected something more, mm. and I'm under no illusion um, that there, it's a very difficult yeah time and it's not easy for the Taoiseach or the Tónista or the Green Party leader. Mm. But it's easier for the men in suits, isn't it? I'm not sure what you mean. I mean, eight women out of 35 jobs. 
Well, again, I'm looking at my own party. I'm looking at the fact that out of seven cabinet ministers, three are women. It's not half and half, but I suppose you're looking at a number of seven. But three out of seven are women. Um, yes, you have a smaller number as junior ministers. I think what you've seen in the appointments yesterday is that our newer deputies uh, were not appointed yesterday. But if you look at our four Shannon nominees, they were all women. So mm. I, I think it's not perfect. It's not where we need to be. I think that by... I suppose highlighting mm. the fact that we have more work to do and certainly we have a, a, a commission uh, or a, um, a work being done at the moment on gender equality and that's something that Roger O'Gorman will take up as part of his remit. There's a huge amount of work to do but look, I'm, I'm conscious mm. that we need to make progress okay. but I certainly feel that our party has made progress in this government. And we wish you every success in your new role. It really is a great achievement and many congratulations and I mean that seriously. There are obviously issues in including uh, the fact that there's a challenge uh, for the leadership of uh, the Green Party and it looks as though there may be one coming down the line in the Fianna Fáil party. Uh, but uh, it's in the interest of uh, the country that you'll serve, no doubt, and we wish you every success with it, as I say. And thank, thank you, you very much, for joining us on the programme uh, this morning. Uh, that is uh, the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.